This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are we supposed to get married? I'm going to just swipe left. I just want somebody to share my life with. I think the more that you can listen to your own cues, the more you're able to tell when a situation might not be the best. You can keep waiting for the fairy tale, or you can get on board with the new rules of relationships. If you watch me on the Drew Barrymore Show, then you know this ain't your mama's love advice. This is Dates and Mates with Damona Hoffman. Hello, lovers. Welcome to another timely episode of Dates and Mates. You know, as I've been posting more on Instagram, doing more dating advice videos there. Hi, follow me on Instagram if you're not yet. I've been just reading through the comments, as one does. And I did notice some folks are like, why should I take my dating advice from you? You're a married lady and you are offering advice on online dating. And I realized maybe I should welcome in any new listeners who don't know my background and let you know why you should take advice from me. By the way, you don't have to take advice from me, but I'm offering it to you because I have over 15 years of experience in online dating, offline dating. I mean, personally, I have more than 15 years experience, but as a professional dating coach, I wrote my first online dating profile for a client in 2004. I know, that's before some of you were born. (laughs) So I have been in the game for a minute. I became certified as a dating coach in 2013. That is also the year that I launched this show, Dates and Mates. I've collaborated with all of the major dating apps, including Match.com, JDate, Tinder, Bumble, Coffee Meets Bagel, and now OkCupid as their official dating coach and spokesperson. I literally live, eat, breathe, sleep this stuff. And I love staying on top of all of the latest trends and the latest tips on dating, both offline and online. But hey, if you were listening to the episode a few weeks ago, it's all the same thing, right? (laughs) And I have dedicated my life to helping people find love. So if that doesn't convince you to listen to the rest of the show, I don't know what will. Maybe it's my guest for today, Hannah Orenstein. She's the deputy editor of Lifestyle and Wellness at Bustle, and she has her finger on the pulse of modern dating trends. So she is the perfect person to help us decode the new rules of dating. But first, I got a hot dish for you. Will ChatGPT take over online dating? Hint, the answer is maybe? (laughs) Then in Dear Demona, I'll answer this question. A new match is very complimentary. Am I being love-bombed? All right, friends, put on your baking mitts because I'm serving up a piping hot dish. These dating dish. 
CNET had a captivating article this week that asked what happens when ChatGPT gets a hold of your online dating profile. And the writer of this article did just that. So to get you all up, what is this ChatGPT that you are all hearing about? ChatGPT, it's an artificial intelligence chatbot that can assist with writing tasks. So, you know, writing your term paper, texting your mom back, those kind of things. No, that's not necessarily what it's used for, but it is a tool that you can use that is programmed by all the information on the internet to help you with basic writing tasks. So in this article, Erin, the author, did an experiment where she asked ChatGPT to revamp her dating profile. And she gave ChatGPT some prompts, like write a 500-character dating app bio for a woman who likes books, music, and houseplants. And the response that she got was music lover, bookworm, and proud plant parent, seeking someone who shares my passions and is ready to join me on spontaneous adventures, cozy nights in, and trips to the local nursery. Bonus points if you have a green thumb. And folks, it was at this moment as I was reading this article that I realized, oh, crap, I have programmed ChatGPT (laughs) because this response is literally almost the same as one of the prompts that I have in the profile starter kit. So pretty sure ChatGPT is just art imitating life, imitating art, imitating life, imitating life, art. and. I know that this kind of a bio does work. I'll tell you why. There's so much detail. First of all, alliteration, proud plant parent, hard to say on a podcast, really great in writing. It tells you so much detail about who this person is that you can read it and say, I am into this or I'm not into this. Now, Aaron was not so amused. And I'll let you read the article the responses get progressively weirder, I guess. (laughs) She interviewed TikToker Amelia Sampson, who said, chat GPT is like the cringiest guy you've ever dated. But you guys, do you remember when I was talking about hinge voice prompts and I said, this is going to revolutionize dating and you didn't believe me and then it happened and now it's happening, but... It was really cringy at the beginning. When when Hinge voice prompts first came out, all you were reading about was like, oh, this is so awkward. So we're just seeing adolescent chat GPT gangling around trying to figure out who it is. But mark my words, chat GPT is going to revolutionize not just online dating, but all of your communication. So you can take a cynical approach, like the author of this article. It's pretty cynical. (laughs) Or you can get on board with the new rules of relationships, as I often talk about on the show. You can use the technology to your benefit. By the way, full disclosure, I've been playing with ChatGPT in scripting out the show, writing synopses of the show, and even Instagram posts. Now, the difference is it's not ready yet. It's not ready for you to pull whatever chat GPT spits out and put that right into 
your online dating profile. Just like nothing that that I've said today is a spit out of chat GPT. But we can use this artificial intelligence to shortcut things, to skip ahead a few steps. And, you know, as I was saying, reading this profile, I realized that all my years of experience, I was saying at the beginning of the show, I wrote my first online dating profile for a client in 2004. All of that information and all of the data that I share from OkCupid about which profiles get the best responses, which which keywords seem to get more interest or engagement, all of that information is being used to program this AI and is being synthesized into a formula for you that can shortcut a lot of the things that I see creating anxiety for clients. But my friends, the future I speak of, it is already here. And in this article, they also referenced how dating apps are aware of AI and are incorporating it into their app and their workflow. So OkCupid said that it got ChatGPT to write some questions to ask daters, things that they would value most in a partner and how they would like to spend the weekend. And there were some interesting results that came out of those questions. And I checked in with OkCupid since they released those in early February. Now those new questions have been answered over 500,000 times. That's only in a little under two months. And just looking at the trend, people are talking about AI. In January, there was a 91% increase in mentions of artificial intelligence and chat GPT on OkCupid profiles compared to the prior month. That is rapid curiosity and adoption. So I really encourage you to start to think about how you can outsource some of the frustrating things about online dating for you and see if ChatGPT can meet you halfway. Woo Plus, a dating app for plus-size daters, added a ChatGPT button to help people when they need assistance responding to messages from potential matches. Guess what happened? According to this article, message interaction rose 200% as a result of this feature. That is no small feat. And when I think about the things that people write in here about or the things that people get get paralyzed about in dating, it's, what do I say to this message? I mean, I built an entire course on the texting trap. There is no texting trap anymore because you don't have to get stuck in it if you have this AI resource to help you get started. Now we got to talk about ethics, of course, because what does this mean for online dating? If people are using ChatGPT, they raise a lot of interesting questions in this article. Is it accurate? Is it still accurate if you're using material from ChatGPT to help you sort of package this information about yourself? Do you need to tell other daters that you're using ChatGPT? Is it Catfishing is it a misrepresentation if you didn't write your own bio? And as somebody who's been writing bios since 2004, I could tell you, I don't think it's misrepresentation if the information is accurate to you. So here's how I think you can use ChatGPT to your advantage because it's all in the programming of the AI. 
It's all about how you phrase the question initially. And you can keep refreshing and getting new options if you don't like what ChatGPT has given you. Like one of the examples she, the writer gives in the article, she says, write a funny opener message for a dating app, but don't ask the person out on a date yet. The person shares your interest in cats and indie music. And she ended up with meow there. I couldn't help but notice our shared love for cats and indie music from the 2010s. I have a feeling we could spend hours talking about our favorite fur babies or debating the best album from Fleet Foxes. <laughs> now, I understand it's a little cringe, but you got to look at what did this person program in, right? A funny opener. It was funny. They didn't even give a qualifier. So imagine what would happen if you said, write a funny opener message in the style of John Mulaney for a dating app. The person shares your interest in cats and indie music and a particular affinity for the Black Keys. So now you've put a lot of you into the prompt for ChatGPT because ChatGPT only knows the information that's out there in the ether, <laughs> in, the, in the interwebs. They don't know you personally. So the more refined you get in the programming of that response, the better the outcome. But regardless, I think we are many years from, I'll be able to just cut and paste chat GPT's responses into my dating app, or <laughs> I guess we're, it's already happening, but we are years from it being effective, but it's coming. It's coming. So I say, let's embrace technology. You know, I've been an early adopter of technology my whole life. So let's use the technology to our benefit to shortcut the frustrations that we have about online dating so that we can eliminate the negativity and the anxiousness that comes up from all of these places in online communication where we're still a little bit awkward. It doesn't have to be, as the article states, a chemical fire that is online dating. It can be a positive experience. And if you use all of the tools and technology and techniques that I give you to your benefit, you can conserve your energy and you can drive forward to the thing that is never going to be replaced by technology. And that is true, authentic human connection. When we come back, Hannah Orenstein of Bustle Magazine will be here with me to decode dating today and talk about her advice column, Dating Decoded at Elite Daily. And by the way, if I have not been replaced by AI and chat GPT, and you're still interested in having my expert guidance to write your dating profile, I got a free giveaway for you. For a limited time only, you can get my profile starter kit absolutely free. It's at datesandmates.com. Just scroll down to where you see the profile starter kit. Click there and you will get in your email inbox instantly profile templates that show you winning profiles and how you can plug in kind of like ChatGPT, specific details about yourself to make those profiles work for you. I have writing prompts that can help you write a winning profile and use the keywords and all of the juicy details that make you unique. And 
what you can't get from ChatGPT. I also have a video on how to choose the best dating profile photos for you. Check it out at datesandmates.com, the profile starter kit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Hannah Orenstein is the deputy editor of Lifestyle and Wellness at Bustle, where she covers dating, relationships, and sex, among other topics. Previously, she was the senior dating editor at Elite Daily, where she still writes her advice column, Dating Decoded. She's also the author of four novels. Her most recent book, Meant to Be Mine, was praised by Vogue, Cosmo, BuzzFeed, USA Today, and more. So please, let's give some big smooches and welcome back Hannah Orenstein. Hi, thank you so much for having me back. Oh, I am so excited to talk to you about this relatively new column, Dating Decoded. But I mean, you were on the show last time talking about, I think it was your first novel. You've written four more books since then, right? (laughs) You've been busy. I've had four that are out. Yeah. So it's been a journey. It's been a couple of years. Um, I think the last time we spoke was maybe 2019. Okay. So you're currently the deputy editor of Lifestyle and Wellness at Bustle. And you are a prolific author, novelist. And you're also doing this amazing column at Elite Daily. How do you find the time? (laughs) I mean, we all have 24 hours, right? You know, I, I used to work at Elite Daily for five years and I was leading their dating section there. And Elite Daily and Bustle are owned by the same company. And right as I was moving over to Bustle, I had just started this call at Elite Daily and I really loved it. And I felt like it was something I didn't want to let go of. So just if you like something, you find time to do it, I guess. What do you love about it, Hannah? I am a big sister. Um, I have one little sister who's five years younger than I am. And I think it just came very naturally for me to, you know, I, I want to give her advice and help her out and, you know, alleviate any pain that I can and maybe help her avoid mistakes. You know, I think like growing up that way really primed me to want to give advice to others when I can. And I'm not a dating expert. I'm not like you. You know, I do have a background in dating. I've dated a lot. <laughs> I've been through a lot of the landmines and I figure if I can pass along what I've learned, you know, both personally, but also professionally, you know, working with dating coaches and therapists and matchmakers and all of that through my work at Elite Daily and Bustle, you know, why not? Why not pass that along? Yeah. You know, that's that's a lovely sentiment, like as a big sister, but you're you're helping not just your little sister, but so many other people. But I'm sure over the many years that you have been writing about dating and relationships, you've noticed some trends happening. What are you seeing with Dating Decoded in terms of the questions that people are writing in about? Are there any themes or trends that you see emerging right now? Um, You know, I think like actually one of my favorite parts is that the questions are so universal because everybody really does have the same concerns over and over, which is number one, like, am I normal? You know, am I normal because I've never had a relationship or am I normal because, you know, I'm whatever age and I haven't had, you know, my first sexual experience, or my first relationship or like I like this person or I love this person and there's something in the way. 
in the specifics change. Like we answered one question. I answered a question. My editor, Sarah Ellis, by the way, is the dating editor at Elite Daily, and she's fantastic. And one question came in about a reader who had slept with her boyfriend's best friend and was sorting through all of that. And so, I mean, the specifics change, but it's it's always the same stuff. Yeah, that's so true. That was a juicy one. <laughs> that was a juicy one. Also, I would say, you know, I've been doing this show for a minute. <laughs> also getting these same questions. Am I normal? Um, <laughs> no, you're not normal. No, you're perfectly abnormal. No, we're all weird here. But um, one trend that I do see definitively changing. Actually, I think there are two. One is certainly sexual exploration. And we're seeing this also with the OkCupid data. Like, I don't think, Hannah, you would have gotten a question like, I want to try polyamory, but my partner doesn't. What now? I don't know if you would have gotten that question like 10 years ago. True. That is true. Um, No, I think it is cool that people are more open to experimenting and more open to, you know, just writing to a stranger and being like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, should I try this? And yeah, happy to chat. Happy to like figure that out with you. Yeah. You can't talk to your boyfriend, but (laughs) you can talk to us about it. (laughs) Yeah. Makes it easier. Talk to your friends. Talk to us. Um, And there was another column that really resonated with me. I think the conversation around body image, body positivity, that has also Mm -hmm. changed, you know, in the time since, since, even since we last spoke. So you had an article about finding confidence to date after gaining some weight. And I feel like it, it wasn't even just gaining weight. Like she was talking about how her hair fell out and she just really didn't feel like herself and feel comfortable in her own skin. And I imagine that that it's a tough question to answer. And I feel like you navigated it in a very compassionate and sensitive but, you know, very helpful way. How did you begin? Like when you get a question that's that layered and complex, where do you begin in your process to gain the insights to pass on to that person from, you know, dating experts and people in your network and to find the right words to address a question like that? Mm, Yeah. Well, thank you for your kind words about that column. Um, You know, when that question came in, my heart just really went out to this reader. I of course, want her to feel confident and beautiful and sexy and, you know, all of those things that we all want to feel when we're dating or even just, you know, going about our regular lives. And, you know, I felt like this is a question that I needed to bring in help to answer. Um, You know, as a thin person, it didn't really feel right for me to say like, oh, just, you know, put on a cute outfit and you'll be fine. Like thumbs up, you know, like that's, I really did not want to do that. And so I talked to a couple different people you know, I talked to people who want to work as a life coach who specialized in working with plus size women. I talked to an influencer who specializes in body positivity and body neutrality. Like for example, one person, Katie Storino, Mm -hmm. she is a blogger, she's an influencer, and she has a a company called Mega Babe. She used to believe that she couldn't wear jeans until she was a certain size. Like until she lost enough weight, she couldn't wear jeans. Like jeans were just not an option for her. And then suddenly she was like, okay, like, well, what if I just try to wear jeans outside and just like walk down the block in a pair of jeans? Like, what is going to happen to me? And so she did. And nobody yelled at her. Nobody told her she had to take them off because she was hideous. Like, none of this happened. And she was like, okay, well, what if I just wear jeans like for a couple hours? Or what if I wear them all day? And eventually she was able to build up that confidence. And I thought that was an interesting sort of like exposure therapy, right? And so the, the piece has a couple different ideas like that. But I think Part of the reason that question resonated with me is that I think so many people are feeling 
less confident than they did a couple of years ago. You know, whether their weight changed during the pandemic, you know, a lot of people had hair loss during the pandemic. A lot of people are now dating for the first time since the pandemic. So I think it's it's sort of a, it's a moment where a lot of us aren't feeling our best. And I just wanted to, you know, help people find ways to feel better. I so agree with that. Like, maybe your situation is not exactly like that letter writer's situation, but I think everybody can relate to sometime in this never-ending pandemic feeling like a little out of your own body, right? Mm -hmm. And like grappling with, you know, even just like the use of so much Zoom and video and having to watch yourself back. I've seen how that has really taken a toll on people's self-image. And I imagine now in in your work at Bustle, when you are dealing with wellness and lifestyle and even like the broader, broader conversation of not just dating, but how we live our lives, that's probably coming up in other areas too. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of Bustle's sort of like biggest topics that we're into right now is self-care. Readers are really interested in it. And it's not just, oh, go take a hot bath or, you know, go call your mom. Like self-care, you know, it can be medical. It can be, you know, you know, working with a therapist or a psychiatrist. You know, it can be, you know, just like picking up around your house so you feel better, you know, about the place that you live in. You know, I think the self-care is such a huge umbrella. And it's been sort of like written off as a buzzword, like, oh, like go do a face mask. But it really is so much deeper than that. And I think that over the past couple of years, people really have started to tune into understanding, like, if I do these things for myself, I will actually feel better and I'll be able to show up better at work or in my relationship or with my friends or with my kids or you know, whatever it is. But you're only the best version of yourself if you are taking care of yourself in some way. Yeah, that's so true. And I'm actually getting curious about self-care kind of throughout the day as well, like I've had a very hectic peak dating season this year. I was just talking to producer Lindsay about how I was like, I'm exhausted. (laughs) And, you know, she's like, go to the spa. And I'm like, I've gone to the spa. I've done all that stuff. But what I'm needing to do is to build in almost like deliberate rebound time throughout the day where it's not just like you said it's not just doing a face mask because honey I've been doing the face masks <laughs> your skin is glowing. And my skin my, my skin is very happy about it but it's like almost accessing that inner soul work too and being very deliberate this is I think this is my this is my motto right now this is my theme is like being deliberate about that time and I really apply this to dating as well, because I think that's something that happened in the pandemic, too, is people kind of they kind of ended up in situationships and relationships and cohabitationships. And if nothing else, if we could take from that horrible experience that we all went through, just some clarity about how we want to really live our lives and and dating really with intention rather than just, I don't know, out of momentum mm-hmm. or just needing needing some sense that, that something is happening. I think that's why in Dating Decoded, you've also gotten a lot of questions about like, should I be in this relationship? Should I not? My situationship just broke up. 
I think that's like a, a factor of us sort of not being in a deliberate space of dating previously. Do you agree with that? I do. I think also the people who write in are young. They're mostly in college or their early 20s. And so for a lot of them, they're figuring out dating and relationships for the first time. And I think the first time you do anything, it's extra confusing and extra scary. And, you know, I think that it can be really hard to look at your situation and say, maybe I'm not that happy, or maybe, you know, I'm not quite sure this is for me, but you don't yet have the perspective to take a step back and say, well, oh, at least I can compare it to this other relationship that I've been in, or I can compare it to these other times in my life that I've been unhappy or stressed. And so I think like that's sort of where the role of the advice columnist comes in, right? To be able to say like, you know, I'm a little bit older than you, not much, but you know, I have a couple of years of experience to be able to tell you like, I think you actually can be happier, or I think that maybe you should be with somebody else. And, you know, I don't know their lives, but I think sometimes you do need somebody from the outside to say, hey, like you seem okay. I think you could be doing better. Maybe here are some ways to get there. So what are the signs? Like, <laughs> what are the signs <laughs> if you're in a relationship and it may be feeling like it's stagnating? How do you know? <laughs> number one, if you need to write to an advice column, I think that's a good sign. Is that number one, two, and three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, I okay. <laughs> anytime you are dwelling on something or ruminating on it and you just like can't get it off your mind, I think that's a sign that maybe something is worth examining or worth being curious about there. Um, Because if everything was totally hunky-dory, you wouldn't be obsessing about it all the time. That's something I think about too with myself. Like when there's something I cannot stop thinking about, it's like, oh, like maybe actually, maybe things aren't really great in this area right now. Mm. Do you feel that way? It it's it's true. I think it it does kind of come back to this intentionality, right? And I think that's interesting insight about the column that the 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 people who write in are are younger, so maybe they don't yet have the tools to figure out what to do because it's like first step is awareness, something is wrong, and then the next step is what do I do about it. And if we don't have the tools, I think we stay in that confused space because we're like, well, I don't know what to do about it. So <laughs> so mm-hmm. I guess I'll just stay in this space until I know what to do. Yeah. And I think it's a confidence thing. Like, I mean, when it comes to maybe mm-hmm. like work or parenthood or friendship or other parts of your life, I mean, I think just day by day, you gain confidence in it. And I don't necessarily think that applies to dating. Um, I think that a lot of people second guess, like, is it the right thing to leave? Is it the right thing to try something else? Um, And they just don't know because number one, like the other options out there don't seem great. Like if you break up with somebody, you don't know that there's going to be somebody else there waiting for you. You know, the dating scene is hard. People don't want to necessarily jump back into that. And I think that knowing that Dating is hard and knowing that it can be a process or a journey, I think that maybe deters people from taking that leap and saying like, oh, no, I have the confidence to know that I will be okay on the other side of this. Yeah. And I love like just the headline from the Dating Decoded column. It says that it offers practical expert advice while reminding readers that they already have all of the tools they need to find happiness and confidence in their love lives. And I totally agree with that. I think... In my one-two example, like, we may feel like we don't have the tools, but, I mean, we have, 
We have we Google. <laughs> we, have, <laughs> we have Hannah Orenstein, right? <laughs> we do. We do have the tools. We just sometimes don't really see when we're in, you know, crisis or confusion. We don't see what's right in front of us. Right. But I think that we do know more than we give ourselves credit for. Like, I think if you get that sort of like anxious butterfly feeling in your gut, that's a sign something's wrong. Um, you know, if you are sending your group chat a million texts about this person you've been on one date with, you know that maybe like, maybe you're like a little too invested or maybe you know something is wrong there and it's just not, you're not able to identify it yet. But I think the more that you can listen to your own cues and figure out what your own cues are, the more you're able to tell when a situation might not be the most comfortable or the best for you. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. I, I often talk on the show about getting getting in touch with your body and like how you feel in a relationship, situationship. Like that that's really the whole answer. Like I just went through this with with a client that I was coaching and she was like, should I say, should I go? Is this the right thing? And of course everyone else in the group is like, dump him, girl. Like cuz we don't we don't have the experience, but we can look on the page and say, well that doesn't seem right. But what I try to do with clients and what I try to do on the show is to lead people to their own conclusions. And mm-hmm. it sounds like, you know, with the column, that is also your goal is to to give people the just shine a light on the tools that we already have. And a lot of times that's happening internally. And I'm like, how does this situation make you feel? Well, it makes me feel like crap. Well, there's your answer. There is your, your answer. answer. <laughs> Oh my gosh, there's so much I could talk to you about, but uh, could you tell us anything more about what's happening with the column? Um, I just sent one in yesterday. Um, We do it about once a month. Um, Can I tell you? I think I'm going to not tell you. I think you can come back to Elite Daily next month and find out. But if you want to submit a question, you can go to my Instagram. The link is in my bio to send in a question. On Instagram, I'm Hannah Orens, H-A-N-N-A-H-O-R-E-N-S. And you have a, a new novel coming too, right? It came out in June. Yeah. Meant to be mine. Oh, last it's, June. Okay. Yeah. It's the story of a woman who knows the exact day that she's going to meet the love of her life because of a prophecy from her very eccentric, fabulous grandma. And the book opens on the day that she is supposed to meet her person. Um, and things go a little bit differently than she would have expected. Thank you so much for joining me, Hannah. Be sure to follow Hannah on Instagram at Hannah Orens, H-A-N-N-A-H-O-R-E-N-S, and check out her monthly advice column, Dating Decoded, featured in Elite Daily. The links will be in the show notes. In a moment, I'll be back to answer the following listener question. My new match's complimentary nature is making me nervous. What should I do? You should stick around. I love your questions, I love your updates, and I love helping you in modern love. So let's get to the question today. Dear Damona, Damona, help me. This question comes to us in an email from a listener named Heidi. She says, hi, I'm a widow and new to dating sites. I made a friend recently and he is so complimentary that it makes me nervous and a little uncomfortable. Is this a red flag? Well, Heidi, I think what you're asking, is it a red flag that he is so complimentary? I get a lot of questions on the show. How do you know the difference between love bombing and someone coming on too strong and someone who's just sure of themselves, sure of you, 
clear that they see you in their life and they want to make a good impression. And that, I think, is the question that you're answering, but I'm going to answer a different question because I think the red flag is not in the act of him being complimentary. It is the fact that it makes you nervous and a little uncomfortable. Now, Heidi, I'm, gonna le- I'm just going to level with you, girl. You are a widow and you're new to dating sites. So that to me says I, my spidey senses go up because I know just from looking at the data that you are in one of the highest risk categories for catfish, for online scammers, for romance scams. So I don't say this to discourage you or dissuade you from trying online dating. Let's call it online dating because dating sites, most of the sites are now basically apps. But whatever you call it, it's a place where unsavory people go to try to find someone that they can victimize. And if you're listening to this show, I know, honey, that ain't you. So <laughs> you're not, you're not going to be a victim. And you have all of the information from listening to the show to know whether somebody is legit or whether somebody is potentially looking to take advantage of you. And the first tool that you have to be able to tell you if somebody is legit or not is your gut. And your gut feels nervous and a little uncomfortable. So that right there tells me everything that I need to know. I probably don't even need to see that this person, if you read their their messages to you, they're very generic and could be, they could be chat GPT messages. They could be cut and pasted to multiple people. I don't need to see that maybe there's a mismatch between something they've said in their profile and maybe one of the photos that they have. Or I don't need to see that they send you messages at weird times of the day or that they they have a sense of urgency. I don't need to see all of that because I know that this person doesn't make you feel safe and secure. This person doesn't make you feel good when you're talking to them. So that is the first thing. Whether you're new to online dating or you are a veteran dater, that is the most important thing that I want you all to tune into. How do you feel when you talk to this person? How do you feel when you're on a date with this person? And not what do I want the outcome to be? Because we get so caught up in that. Like I want, you know, especially after losing your partner, Heidi, you're, you, you probably want to feel seen again. You want to feel loved. You want someone to compliment you. And unfortunately, there are people that know that that is the case and think that that makes you an easy target. But not today, honey. And not Heidi. It ain't happening here. Not on Demona's watch. So keep at it and know that slow love is the only way to go. And I'm speaking to Heidi and everyone listening. Slow love is how you know. And when you know, trust me, you know, you know. I hope you enjoyed episode 456 of Dates and Mates. The DMs are open, my friends. I would love to hear what's on your mind. What questions do you have? 
Hit me up anytime at Damona Hoffman on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can send me a voice memo. I, I, this is almost like I'm teasing you. This is, a, <laughs> this is a challenge. Send me a voice memo. I'd love to hear your voice. Honestly, it makes such a difference when I can hear you and I can like feel your energy through the phone. That's when I know we're really talking. I'm really having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you. So come on, let's talk back to me. <laughs> you can send me a voice memo there on, uh, on Instagram, or you can leave me a voicemail, old school style. You can call me at 424-246-6255 or send me a text or have chat GPT send me a text. No, I'm kidding. You should actually send me a text. All right. We'll be back again next Tuesday with life dating and relationship coach Sandy Weiner. She's going to talk about all of the hidden reasons why we sometimes make poor choices in love and the skills that lead to our best choices and ultimately our last first date. Until then, I wish you happy dating.